Welcome to the Wolves and Sheeple podcast. My name is Winston and I will be your host for today. Today we have an exciting show for you. We've got uh, just a lot of stuff to cover. Now, I do have to put a little disclaimer on this show because we are going down the rabbit hole. We are going straight down into a deep dive of the conspiracy world. And today the subject matter is going to be the Joker, and not just the modern Joker, but a previous Joker played by Heath Ledger. That's right, we're going to go down this rabbit hole together, hold my hand, and come along with me because uh, we've got a lot to cover. Um, I I think a lot of people have been talking about this recently, but have not been really looking at the bigger picture of this Joker movie, right? So let's get into it. Uh, I think you're going to find that there are a lot of really extremely interesting parallels and similarities between uh, Heath Ledger's Joker and uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Now, I, uh, I've, I've had a, a, a real downturn as far as my participation with Hollywood. I'm, I'm real disillusioned by it. You know, all the new movies that come out are total garbage. You know, it's all just huge propaganda, psyops, just, it, it's just, it's just out of control, right? So, I rarely go to the movies. I go one time a year because my company does a little uh, client appreciation thing where we give everybody free tickets and we'll see an Avengers or a Star Wars, just whatever the main, you know, big load of heaping garbage is for that year, right, as far as a blockbuster goes. So I don't go by choice, right? I avoid it. I don't like going to the theater, but um, we're going to be going on uh, Friday to see this movie. And, of course, if you uh, haven't been paying attention, the Joker movie has been all over the news, right? There's been this big, huge, drummed-up thing about, uh, you know, is there going to be a shooter? Is there going to be violence from incels and white supremacists? And, you know, this movie has a dangerous narrative. People haven't even seen it yet, right? And they're coming out with this narrative, right? So what does that tell us? What does that tell us? Well, we all know the media is controlled, right? We all know that the intelligence apparatus has just about complete and total control over corporate media, right? We know that uh, even on social media, they have control over it with their bot farms, right? Their political bot farms. So, you know, it was it was trending on Twitter. Um, it's been all over the place talking about how this movie is a dangerous narrative and it's inciting people to violence and just all kinds of crazy stuff when nobody's even seen the movie. So... This leads me to believe that there is more to the story than meets the eye, right? So we're seeing incel violence. There's just all kinds of articles, right? You know, we've got... uh, And then we've got the media coming after Joaquin Phoenix. Now, I think personally that Joaquin Phoenix is one of the greatest American actors that has ever been, right? He's a great actor. He really is. He portrays all of his uh, roles really well. And, uh, you know, he's done some really unique, creative movies. We're going to go into a couple of them here in a little bit. Uh, but I think he's a great actor, right? And But I think what's happening here... So, like I said, we're going down conspiracy row, right? First off, we have to establish the, the, the playing field here, right? We know that Hollywood is controlled. We know that Hollywood has been a... Uh, We'll call it Zionist, uh, Zionist, Satanic, whatever these people believe, right? They're, you know, we call it Illuminati, we call it Satanic, whatever we want to call it, devil worshippers. You know, even though I don't believe in that stuff, 
it's very clear that these people do, right? They have the symbology uh, just in every single one of their movies. There's lots of predictive programming, uh, meaning that uh, they will show, you know, glimpses of events to come, right? A lot of people think that uh, 9-11, there was a lot of predictive programming around that, you know, from The Simpsons to movies to book covers, right? Showing that the Twin Towers were going to fall, right? So that's, you know, it, becomes to, it comes to a point where something happens over and over and over again, a pattern emerges where it becomes less of a, hey, this could be a coincidence to, hey, this is statistically impossible, right? And that's part of what we're doing here. We are looking at patterns. So we're seeing a pattern here, right? We are seeing, we are seeing a pattern here. The media is, has been attacking Joaquin Phoenix, right? So they're coming after him personally, saying, oh, is this going to inspire mass shooters? Or how are you going to feel? Are you going to feel responsible? Just the normal badgering that the, the mainstream media does, right? So this is concerning, right? This is concerning. So let's let's move on a little bit here. Stick with me. I, I know it's going, to be, it's going to be a long video, but we are going to come full circle. And I think that what I have here is going to be at least interesting, interesting to entertain. You know, don't have a whole lot of proof, but, um, you know, that's what we're doing. We're identifying patterns, how this system works, how this machine pumps out their propaganda, how they sacrifice their actors, how they, uh, you know, they do their little rituals, you know, like the Super Bowl rituals and, you know, their movie rituals and their music video rituals. We know that that's what they're doing, you know. I think it's a load of, load of malarkey, right? I don't believe anything that they're saying has any, any real effect. It does mentally, but, you know, I don't believe that they're weird dark spiritual world that they're all involved with has you know any real bearing on anything other than you know psychologically torturing humanity with their garbage right so let's move on just want to establish that that this is indeed what's been happening right every single media organization has come out with some type of article some type of video talking about the fact that it's it's you know going to be perpetrating violence right like a mass shooter incels you know the same narrative it is with all of these uh these uh mass shooter people right that's what we're saying every time a narrative comes out oh they were white supremacists and and they they hung out on 4chan and 8chan and and da, 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 the dangerous conspiracy theories you know that's what we that's the narrative that they're painting so so, what's happening here? Are we seeing predictive programming? Are we going to see another Aurora event? Is that what's going to happen here? Is it going to be an actual an actual event that's really happening, that's being inspired by the media that is drumming this up? Because it's not happening from the movie, right? If it does happen now, it's going to lay solely on the person that does it, if it's real, and the mainstream media, because they are the ones that's perpetrating this narrative. The narrative wouldn't have existed at all with the movie by itself, right? All we've had is a movie trailer, right? The movie's not even out yet. So, so what's going to happen? Are we going to see another actual shooting? Are we going to see, um, you know, a staged, fake, hoaxed event shooting? What is going to happen? Or is nothing going to happen at all? Is this just another fear operation, right? Which is, that's what we know they do all the time, right? They they like to push a narrative fear so that everybody in the country and the world is scared of one another, right? That's what they want. They want us divided. They want us suspicious of one another. 
they want us to be in a form of disarray, and they get off on it, you know. And I think, uh, you know, there's there's also a, a certain level of spiritual energy that comes from fear, right, and love, and strong human emotions, right? So I think they get off on it. I think that's part of what they do. <clears throat> so then we have another uh, humiliation ritual, and I think that's part of what we see here, right? I, I think that there is a good chance that the Hollywood cartel just might take out Joaquin Phoenix. I think we might be seeing that, like they took out Heath Ledger, right? They do this on a regular basis. We, th we see these Hollywood sacrifices, right? Like the, the Whitney Houston situation. Um, you know, all the people hanging themselves from doorknobs. Uh, you know, Robin Williams. You know, all, all these different people. You know, and, and again, don't have actual evidence of it, right? We're entertaining theories here. We're entertaining the evidence and trying to watch as a pattern emerges because they tell us what they're doing, right? They use their art to tell us what they're doing they give us truth drops in the media right you know and and we know that it's intelligence controlled it has been forever right mockingbird media all of the alphabet agencies all of the federal alph alphabet agencies and the intelligence agencies they all have liaisons that worked directly with hollywood to make sure that their agenda is getting put out we know that there's cia agents within the mainstream media we know that they have been since you know as long as as long as any of us have been alive right so it's not a coincidence when we see something in the media it's not a coincidence it's just not it's 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 there intentionally now what the reasoning is behind it you know, we can speculate, but we really don't know until these events unfold, whatever it might be, right? Is it, you know, getting public support for invading Iraq? Is it um, covering up domestic intelligence operations that are made to look like organic events? You know, whatever the case might be. So, here's an article from um, uh, 2018, right? So there's going to be some similarities. We're going to be talking a little bit about Heath Ledger and Heath Ledger's Joker. One of the similar similarities that we have is that both Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix both had reputations for being dickheads, right? They 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 both had you know being abrasive with the media, and hard to work with, and you know it just just real out of control on the set, things like that. So that's one big similarity that we're going to see. It's a theme that both of them had. So we're going to talk a little bit here about Heath Ledger. So Heath Ledger died before his movie came out, The Dark Knight, right? So he played probably, you know, one of the most iconic Jokers, right? He played one of the most iconic Jokers, he won all kinds of awards uh, after his death, you know, and, and it was. He did an incredible job in the movie, right? The Dark Knight series of Batmans are just out of this world incredible, right? So that's kind of what I was talking about, right? So press controversies. So controversies. So Heath Ledger here, he had a huge reputation, right? A huge reputation for, you know, just being a jerk to the media, hard to work with in the actor's chair, you know, things like that, right? And um, he died by drug overdose, pharmaceutical overdose, right? So he, uh, let's see. Let's go ahead. So... Where is it? Let's see. We're going to pull it up here. 
the autopsy, autopsy and toxicology report here. Uh, they did a, a they said that Heath Ledger died as a result of acute intoxication by the co combined effects of oxycodone, hydrocodone, diazepam, uh, tamazepam, albuprozam, doxa, all these all these different uh, SSRIs, anti-anxiety, and painkillers, right? So that's how he died, right? By a bunch of cocktail painkillers. Now, was it actual suicide? Was it accidental? Or was it murder? No idea. So the last movie that he was working on, right? And the reason I'm bringing this up is because, you know, whether whether these people are, are devil worshippers, Satan worshippers, who knows, right? We know we know that they believe this stuff, right? I don't personally believe it. I don't think that they're the average person that believes, you know, like the the I've I've done interviews with the 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 modern day Satanists, right? They're just atheists that are trying to trigger Christians. That's really what it comes down to. They they don't really believe in Satan. They don't believe in God, but there are different types of Satanists that uh, do believe in it, that do believe in, you know, the, the Christian biblical version of Satan, and they, they worship all kinds of different weird things, Moloch and, you know, Lucifer, whatever, right? I'm not a super expert on that, but we know that they do. There's plenty of evidence, right? We know Bohemian Grove, they, they do the cremation of care. We know all these secret societies. Secret societies have their, uh, <laughs> have their different rituals and, 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 and uh, different symbology and visuals that they use to to portray what they believe, which they believe in some type of devil, Satan, demonic entities, right? That's just some kind of weird cult that these people belong to, right? So the last movie that Heath Ledger was working on was The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. He wasn't even able to finish it, right? So um, basically this movie let's see where i'm going to pull this up here so the film follows a traveling theater troupe whose leader having made a bet with the devil takes audience members through a magical mirror to explore their imaginations and present them with a choice between self-fulfilling enlightenment or gratifying ignorance okay so the typical uh typical duality symbology right there uh making a deal with the devil right so that's that's kind of the theme we're going out here. Now, uh, not a not a, a widely known thing, but there's this movie here in 2007. Heath Ledger starred in it, and uh, actual multiple people people starred in it, right? And uh, they were playing Bob Dylan. So let's watch this trailer real quick. This is gonna matter, by the way. So stick with me here, guys. People are always talking about freedom. Freedom to live a certain way. Of course, the more you live a certain way, the less it feels like freedom. Me? I can change during the course of a day. I wake and I'm one person, and when I go to sleep, I know for certain I'm somebody else. You just want me to say what you want me to say. Once upon a time, you dressed so fine. Through the bumps of time in your prime. Then you... Okay, so Heath Ledger plays Bob Dylan. Christian Bale 
plays Bob Dylan in this movie, right? So it's interesting how we have, you know, the same people, right? And that's a recurring theme, too, is that, uh, you know, these, 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 the actors involved with both of these movies are connected in one form or another, right? But it's interesting that we've got Christian Bale and Heath Ledger both playing Bob Dylan in this movie, right? Before the Batman movie. So let's listen to Bob Dylan. Let's let's listen to what Bob Dylan has to say here, since we're uh, on the terms of uh, the topic of selling your soul to the devil. Why do you still do it? Why are you still out here? Well, it goes back to the destiny thing. I, mean, I made a bargain with it, you know, a long time ago, and I'm holding up my hand. What was your bargain? To get where um, I am now. Should I ask who you made the bargain with? <laughs> with, 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 you know, with the chief, uh, chief commander. On this earth? <laughs> and this earth and in, uh, and then in a world we can't see. You ever look at music that you've written and look mm -hmm. back at it and say, whoa, that mm -hmm. surprised me? I used to. Uh, I, I, I don't do that anymore. Uh, I don't know how I got to, to write those songs. What do you mean you don't know how? Well, those early songs were like almost magically written. Um, uh, darkness at the break of noon, shadows even the silver spoon, a handmade blade, a child's balloon. Eclipses both the sun and moon to understand you knew too soon there is no sense in trying. This Dylan classic, It's All Right, Ma, was written in 1964. Well, try to sit down and write something like that. Uh, th there's a magic to that, and it's not uh, Siegfried and Roy kind of magic, you know, it's a, it's a different kind of a penetrating magic. And uh, you know, I, did it. I, I, I did it at one time. You don't think you can do it today? Mm-mm. Does that disappoint you? Well, you can't do something forever, and uh, I did it once, and I can do other things now, but I, I, I can't do that. So what do you think about that? So we got Bob Dylan there basically uh, stating that he sold his soul to somebody. You know, one way or another, right? And uh, he's got a lot of different lyrics there that uh, also reflect that, right? So, you know, this is a good article about uh, about Bob Dylan here. Um, you know, where he talks about, I uh, made a bargain with the chief commander of this earth and the world we can't see. So, uh, Bob Dylan sang in his song, Gotta Serve Somebody. Well, it may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody doesn't take long when examining the spiritual decisions Dylan made to become rich and famous to discern on the base of his own confession he's not serving the Lord but the devil so he you know this is uh, this is interesting because well we've got walk the line Joaquin Phoenix plays Johnny Cash let's uh, let's take a look at this trailer truck and you'd lying out in that gutter dying and you had time to sing one song one song that would let god know what you felt about your time here on earth 
one song that would sum you up. That's the kind of song that truly saves people. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. So I think that's good there, right? So we've got the the parallel there. We've got the the parallel between uh, Johnny Cash, Bob Dylan, Heath Ledger, and Joaquin Phoenix, right? So um, very similar, right? Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash, uh, you know, rough around the edges, old school, uh, classic rock kind of solo acts, right? And uh, both of them have tons of devil talking about the devil, right? And Ring of Fire and and uh here's uh here's the lyrics from uh, one of his songs if i give my soul if i give my soul will he clean these clothes i'm wearing if i give my soul will he put new boots on my feet if i bow my head and beg god for his forgiveness will he breathe new life within me and bring her back to me so you know this is uh you know basically the same type of lyrics right talking about selling their soul talking about deals with the devil right you know the, it, it's really common with these big rock stars like this this type of these type of guys right here that they they believe that they've sold their soul right and and uh whether it's literal or just proverbial whatever the case might be in order to make it in hollywood or the music industry whether you're actually selling your soul to the devil or you are selling your soul to the industry and the people the bosses of that industry you know one way or the other you're, you're giving up a huge chunk of yourself and whether you want to call that the soul or not, you know, I guess that's up to you. But they believe it. These people believe it. They believe that their power and their fame is coming from selling their soul to the devil, right? The devil's right hand. The devil's right hand. Mama said the pistol is the devil's right hand. So it's just a really common recurring theme. And uh, I find it extremely interesting that Heath Ledger played Bob Dylan and that Joaquin Phoenix played Johnny Cash, and then uh, they both played the Joker. So, coincidence? I don't know. It could be. But I find that there's a lot of coincidences here, right? So this is talking about, uh, it's talking about Heath Ledger, the final days. So we saw this, a similar thing that, uh, you know, the media was kind of trashing him, and he had different difficulties in the mainstream media, and that's what they do, right? I think it's part of a uh, uh, humiliation, right? I think it's part of a humiliation ritual. I think that's what we're seeing here, and they do it with all of these different um, these different actors, right? Especially right before they they off them, right? We see it all the time, right? Different scandals come out, the media starts attacking them, talking about how terrible they are. You know, I, I thought that maybe the same thing was going to happen to Dave Chappelle at one point. Um, I've talked about that before, where the media started coming after him, saying that he was smoking crack in Africa and, and uh, you know, he was a total crackhead lunatic and, you know, he needs to be locked up in a mental institution, whatever the case might be. So it turns out that, uh, yeah, Heath Ledger was in all kinds of drugs, right? Heath Ledger's downward spiral had begun months earlier when his partner and mother of his then two-year-old daughter, Michelle Williams, broke off their relationship and kicked him out of the house in Brooklyn. The reason for the breakup was never fully revealed, but most reports are that she was fed up with Ledger's lifestyle and drug abuse. After their breakup, Heath moved into an apartment in Soho in Manhattan. It was there that he would take the lethal combo of drugs that caused his accidental overdose. So, yes, hu humiliation, right? That's what 
was all in the media, right? It was all in the media. And that's what they do. They humiliate these people, right? If it, uh, what do they say? If it bleeds, it leads, right? So I just, uh, I'm personally seeing very, uh, quite a few parallels between the Heath Ledger and his Joker and the Joaquin Phoenix and his Joker. I mean, am I wrong here? Are you seeing this? Bob Dylan, Johnny Cash, you know, similar uh, mainstream media narratives, the the involvement with the devil, the, the big chief commander, right? Very similar. Okay, let me, uh, let me gather where we're at here. So, next step... All right, so here we go. Let's talk a little bit about the Dark Knight. I can't really, um, if I say the name of this, uh, my video will be banned. But if you can read it right here, you can read it right here. Starts with an S. The first word starts with an S. The second word starts with an H, which uh, many people believe was a very suspect and uh, uh, possibly, probably. Uh, not a real event at all. Um, you know that's up that's up to you to decide. Um, I know I've looked into it quite a bit, and uh, you can probably guess what my opinion is on it. But anyways, really interesting that in the Dark Knight Rises, there's a part where uh, where they're they're looking at a map, and uh, we're gonna look at these pictures right here. You can see here that this word is on that map. The name of this uh, educational venue is on this map why would it be right so we've got it right here again right here so it's actually on this map in the movie why would that be why would that be why would that be in there what would be the uh, what would be the purpose of that is this a predictive programming situation is it a is it a warning is it a uh, a uh, ha-ha slap in the face from the intelligence operations that take place on, you know, the United States soil. Um, what would be the reasons for that? You know, we can uh, we can speculate about that all we want, but with that being said, it's still in the movie. Why would it be in the movie? That's an extremely rare place. Nobody heard about it before the event took place, right? We had no clue that that place even existed, right? Little small town, uh, you know, nobody really knows much about it, and then all of a sudden... It's emblazoned in the history books forever. So yeah, just really interesting. Here it is again. You can see it's lined out there. So, you know, multiple images. You don't believe me, you can go watch the movie, but it's definitely in there. Definitely in there. So then, we have the Aurora shooter that, uh, you know, allegedly... Killed a bunch of people the on opening night of the Dark Knight Rises. And, um, you know, whether or not people actually lost their, uh, their life, you know, that's up for debate. Uh, some of these events, I believe, take place as described, you know, as actual real events. Others are staged completely. And others are perpetrated by the intelligence agencies that operate on United States soil. 
CIA, FBI, groups like that that have been rogue since inception. Um, you know, and, and you don't necessarily have to believe that for this, this, this video. You know, you don't need to believe that that takes place. But we do it all the time, right? Internationally, right? It takes place all the time internationally. There's all kinds of um, these events that are portrayed as one thing, but are actually something else or perpetrated by someone else where they use a patsy. We do it internationally all the time, right? So, you know, it, do people actually believe that our government loves us so much that they wouldn't use these same tactics of terror on us? Why, why wouldn't they, right? I mean, they, they, they look at us the same as anybody else across the world, right? We're just pawns in their little game and uh, you know, we're we're just numbers, right? They don't care about us. Just because they li we, we live in the USA doesn't mean that we are immune to Gladio-style operations, right? So the perpetrator of this event, right, he was known as the Batman, the Batman shooter, the Joker shooter, right? Because he dyed his hair all pink, was acting all crazy, looked totally whacked out of his mind, right? Which is really similar that we see with all of these... Uh, so-called shooters right we see that uh, they're totally crazy they've got goofy eyes and the other thing that is um, that is similar too is that um, the other thing that's similar is that they all just happen to be uh, on drugs right all of them are on drugs you know there's a there's a, a program called MK Ultra, and it was where the United States government was covertly trying to figure out how to control people's minds. Now, they claim that they ended this program, right? Many people, myself included, believe that they still do it, right? They, they use drugs, they use shock therapy, they use all kinds of things. If you want to know more about government and, you know, mind control in general, uh, I would advise you to watch the movie, The Minds of Mend by the Minds of Men by Truth Stream Media uh, by the Dykes family. It's it's outstanding. It's phenomenal. It's the absolute best documentary covering that topic that I've ever seen. I it'll probably be the best forever. I don't I don't think anybody will ever be able to match it. It's it's really long, but every single minute of it is worth it. Um, and I think everybody should look at it, especially if you're involved in uh, interested in the conspiracy world, right? So, uh, speaking event of events that uh, we're told one thing happens in the media, but then evidence points to another event taking place in a different manner. Can't really say it, but um, you know, there's that uh, that thing that waves in the wind that has the na nation's stars and stripes on it, right? And then uh, when you say something that's true, and the opposite of that is right. So combine those two words, and that's what we're talking about here. So this is Business Cider, right? So this is interesting, right? Business Cider, this is actually a decent article, right? Because there are multiple, just like all these events, there's multiple eyewitness people that say, hey, there were more than one perpetrator. There was a guy over here, a guy over here. There's four people. They were dressed up in full metal garb. They had tactical gear on. They didn't see the actual, you know, patsy that they put up in the mainstream media. It happens every single time, right? So this is a, you know, obviously trying to brush it away, but they're talking about why people would have thought that with this. And this one is probably one of the most, probably one of the most blatant and obvious events that were uh, uh, completely faked and completely, completely hoaxed, right?
So if during the press conference, Oates said that Holmes was apprehended outside his white Hyundai parked in the back of the theater and he surrendered without any significant incident. According to police radio transmissions, an officer found a suspect in a gas mask. And another officer asked, is the dude in the white car you're by? After a few transmissions, an officer said, asked, the white car in the rear of the lot, is that the suspect? Yes, we've got the rifles, gas masks. He's detained right now. So... They found him in the car. They found another guy. Multiple shooters, right? Multiple shooters. Multiple, uh, you know, corroborating, corroborating um, police radios. So there's lots of different things here. Uh, people say that they saw one one of the exit doors to the theater open over here. One of them over here. One was throwing uh, one was throwing a uh, gas canisters in at one doorway, and the shooter was over on the other side, right? So multiple times see here's uh one of the officers talking to people making statements sounds like we have possibly two shooters sounds like a coordinated attack uh extra evidence outside the theater so anyways anyways it's just it's just the mo every single time we have eyewitness accounts that completely vary from the mainstream media's accounting of the subject matter right so we're gonna move on we're gonna move on and um yeah, and the big point here, one of the big points here is that he was also on a cocktail of medication. Every one of these shooters, it's the same thing. They're on a cocktail of medication, right? Uh, most of them have no idea where they were, just in uh, the land of parks in uh, in Florida, right? Let's watch this real quick. Just to kind of show you that this guy doesn't even know what happened, right? Oftentimes, in my opinion, they, they, uh, they will have the people telling them that they're faking an event for whatever reason, right? After doping them up on who knows what drugs, who knows what programming that they put in these people, right? But then after it's done, they're confused. They don't know what's going on, what happened. They don't realize. They're in shock. Like They don't even know what happened. They've got the crazy eyes going on, right? Which is typical and absolutely normal, right? So let's, let's, let's listen to what he had to say when he was being uh, uh, interrogated right after the event. Can we get your name? already gave my name. Okay. Hi. I, I, I haven't talked to anybody who has your name. If you could just tell us what your name is. It's James. James, okay. Holmes. James what? Holmes. Holmes? How do you spell that, please? Like Sherlock. Okay. So H-O-L-M-E-S? Yes. Okay. I'm going to read this to you. If you have any questions, please feel free to ask. Okay? The Science and um, Victim Services Unit children something uh-huh yeah well, yeah what, what about that there wasn't any children hurt was it? Uh, I don't know we'll, we'll get to that I, I, I don't I don't know okay so you know again having no idea what's going on this is just the typical the typical mo every time every time we we see the the patsies um, uh, interrogations right this is what we see we see that they they're confused they don't know where they are they don't realize that something happened right that's why they're always apprehended. They're like, oh, well, well, what happened, right? Just like the land of parks in Florida, right? Look into that one. It's just the same thing over and over again. And the reason I'm talking about this is that with the media pushing this violence narrative, you know, I'm wondering, is something like this going to happen? I really hope not, right? I hope not. And I hope that nothing, nothing comes of it. But it's looking more and more like they're going to, you know, possibly perpetrate like something like this, right? So, you know, I want to kind of get back to what I was talking about, right? That's one of the one of the things that could happen. It could be one of these type of events, or they could uh, 
you know, sacrifice Mr. Phoenix, right? That's a possibility as well, which we're going to get into that a little bit more here, right? So these secret societies, the Illuminati, the Skull and Bones, the, the various organizations that are hidden beneath the shadows, they have these humiliation rituals, right? And I think that's what they did to Heath Ledger, and I think that's what they're doing to Joaquin Phoenix now. It could get worse for him, you know what I mean, um, as the movie's playing over the next couple months, right? Could get worse for him, we'll have to see. I don't really know. A lot of this, we're just kind of going down the rabbit hole together, right, guys? But uh, Skull and Bones is a uh, Yale University secret society that George Bush, John Kerry, you know, lots of presidents, lots of politicians were all members of, right? And, um, and uh, one of their humiliation rituals is that they would, um, and this is from the Washington Post, believe it or not, that they would lay for days on end, lay inside of a coffin, right, while everybody was watching them, uh, totally butt naked, masturbating, telling everybody about their sexual escapades, right? That's what these people do. So these are the secret societies, and they all do it, right? The Illuminati, Illuminati does it, right? Remember uh, Janet Jackson getting her shirt ripped off at the Super Bowl? They do these things intentionally to all of these people. It's part of the you know, their initiation, you know, it's just, it's just a common thing that you theme that you see in these different secret societies. So we're gonna, we're gonna go through here and we are going to kind of go through. So, oh yeah, so here, here we go. Joaquin Phoenix was recently on Jimmy Kimmel and uh, there was an outtake. I'm not going to play this one because I don't want to get copyright struck, but uh, he went on the Jimmy Kimmel show, which we all know is total controlled total controlled information right and uh there was an out outtake right where he was cussing and just being a jerk right and oh he was just so embarrassed right just totally embarrassed right so you know i think it's part of this humiliation ritual and um you know i'm sure part i'm sure out through throughout this guy's career which has been since he was a child right throughout his career he um definitely has gone through various other humiliation rituals right and um, I think that uh, I think that we're seeing another one here, and it's probably going to escalate. So speaking of humiliation rituals, we've got uh, an extremely interesting movie. Now I I really like this movie. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is a a weirdo. <laughs> he, he he really is. He he's a weirdo, right? So I'm going to show you show you uh, one of his past one of his past. Uh, humiliation rituals as soon as this loads here some of you might have seen it some of you may have not david letterman he's the uh, old jimmy kimmel for those of you that are a little bit younger Thank you very much for being on the uh, program again. You know, it's been three years since the last time you were on the show, and I will just say right off the top here, you look different than I remember. <laughs> You've got uh, a, a nice uh, beard going, and... Uh, oh, yeah, thank yeah. you. How is that, the beard? In my way. Well, is it comfortable? Is it itchy? Is it... Uh, are you pleased with it? I'm okay with it, but now you're making me feel weird about it. I'm sorry, I'm making you feel weird about it? Is there something wrong? I can't be the first one to make you feel weird about it. Mm, no, I guess not. See, that's what I'm talking about. Is it, you do a lot of this? 
That's just a nervous tick, I think. Oh, just a nervous tick. Uh, you know, I saw this... Uh, I saw this movie the other night. Tremendous. What a tremendous film. You and uh, who else is in it? Uh, what's her name? Beautiful, lovely... Mm. Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, yeah, Gwyneth oh. Paltrow. Vanessa Shaw. Very nice movie. And uh, you don't see movies like this much anymore, and I was so gratified to see it. And you were terrific in the film. I really enjoyed it. So anyways, this was, a, this was an interview. Uh, this was an interview on Letterman that he did uh, for an upcoming movie that he was... Uh, he was doing, and then uh, he, uh, Joaquin Phoenix came out and announced to everybody that he was quitting acting to pursue a rap career. And here's uh, here's one of his raps here. Let's take a look at this. It's interesting. Anyways, obviously, it's uh, extremely bad, extremely embarrassing. So he went on all these different interviews. Then he was doing, uh, he was doing these these rap, rap music, right? And all this was leading up to. This was all leading up to, this movie here, and we're gonna we're gonna take a trailer for it, and then I'll explain a little bit about what happened. If you haven't seen it, it's uh, really interesting. That's you. Drop some water, and you're on top of the mountain, a success. But one day you start sliding down the mountain, and you think, wait a minute, I'm a mountaintop water drop. I don't belong in this valley, this river, this low dark ocean with all these drops of water. Then one day it gets hot, and you slowly evaporate into air, way up, higher than any mountaintop, all the way to the heavens. You understand that it was at your lowest that you were closest to God. Life's a journey that goes round and round, and the end is closest to the beginning. So if it's change you need, relish the journey. Um, yeah, so this was uh, written produced by Casey Affleck. That's going to come up again here in a minute. But um, so this movie, I'm still here. All that rap that you just sh that I just showed you, he he's basically was all over the media doing this uh, this humiliation ritual, right? And he uh, he announced that he's quitting acting. He's never going to act again. He's just going to pursue his rap career. 
He went on and uh, I'll play, play a little clip here. He went and met Puff, Puff Diddy, family. Puff Diddy Daddy. The best thing that's happened to me in years. It's like ad. who I am. Um, anyways, but he uh, he went everywhere. He met with uh, Puff Daddy, trying to get him to listen to his music. He was everywhere. This movie was everywhere. And uh, here we go. So anyways, long story short, basically he, he goes and beats with uh, Puff Daddy. Everybody thinks that what he's doing is real. It's shot documentary style, but it's actually just a movie. It was a big ruse. It was a big hoax. If he never would have come out and told everybody that it was just a hoax and it was just for this movie that he was making that was a mockumentary, kind of like the Blair Witch, everybody would have thought it was real, right? And this is this is a, a, an important film because it shows you how they can manufacture these things, right? The media portrays something is happening. You know, they could, uh, cameras, the camera true. I mean, he, he fooled everybody. I would suggest watching this movie. I think it's great. It's, it's, it's so good. I watched it, and I had no idea that it wasn't real. I watched it with my buddy years ago. We, we finished it, and we were both like, holy shit, this guy is out of his mind. And we're like, did that really happen? Like, I mean, it's it's intense, right? It's not for the faint of heart, for sure. It's pretty graphic and everything. But anyways, this guy's a genius, right? He, he fooled everybody, right? Puff Daddy, all, Letterman, everybody. He just He's just, he's a great actor. So, but anyways, I think part of that was a humiliation ritual. If you watch the movie, there's some pretty brutal events. And, uh, you know, even though the movie was kind of staged and everything, it was still humiliating for the guy, regardless. Still humiliating. So now, now, I got, you know, kind of getting back to the, 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 the greater theme here, right? Let's look at Joaquin Phoenix. For those of you that don't know who Joaquin Phoenix is, like many stars in Hollywood, they have a really interesting, sordid past and, um, and extremely strange roots, right? So his brother, Joaquin, or his brother, River Phoenix, died of a, of a very similar situation to Heath Ledger, and here's the 911 call. Let's take a listen. But sometimes the 911 call can come at the lowest points in a star's life. Before actor Joaquin Phoenix walked the line as Johnny Cash, he was at his brother River Phoenix's side as he collapsed outside the Viper Room in Los Angeles back in 1993. An autopsy would show he overdosed on a combination of cocaine and heroin. 
So there you go. So his brother died in a similar fashion to Heath Ledger. That's River Phoenix. That's his brother. And they also have a, a sister as well. And, um, it, you know, he River Phoenix is most known for this clip in Stand By Me where, uh, you know, a young person was found dead. We're going to watch this clip real quick because I think it's uh, predictive programming as well. I think that's what we're seeing here. And many people also believe this, but uh, very I iconic. Coming uh, through the woods, I bet we saved over an hour. Teddy? Yeah? This the back Harlow Road? Yeah. Brower kids must be around here someplace. Teddy, you and Vern watch the left side of the tracks. We'll take the right. All right. could breathe. Somewhere under those bushes was the rest of Ray Brower. The train had knocked Ray Brower out of his keds just like it had knocked the life out of his body. Jesus. The kid wasn't sick. The kid wasn't sleeping. The kid was dead. Let's look for some long branches. We'll build them a stretcher. So this uh, this scene right here, uh, you know, predictive pro programming, you know, could be, um, but this is iconic. You know, anybody that grew up in this age saw this movie, and you can still see it in your head. So it's just the Hollywood magic they imprint these images and symbolism into your head, right? I can still, you know, I haven't seen this movie in years and years and years, but I still can remember it, you know, scene by scene exactly how it looks like and i haven't even seen this since i was a kid you know everybody growing up in my age group everybody saw this movie and um we're, we're pretty shocked at this scene right like now movies are way more shocking but at the time you know being young it has an uh, you know an interesting effect on your psyche right so anyways that's uh that's uh joaquin phoenix's uh, dc's brother so let's take a look at the uh, parents of Joaquin. Arlen Sharon Phoenix, born 1944, known as Hart Phoenix, is an American social activist and mother of actors River, Rain, Joaquin, Liberty, and Summer Phoenix. Uh, early life. Born in the Bronx, New York, Arlen was raised with her two sisters, Rhoda and Merle. Her mother, Margaret, Margaret's family was from Hungary, and her father, Meyer's family, was from Russia. Although Arlen's family was Jewish and celebrated the Jewish culture and holidays, they did not attend synagogue. So, pretty typical, you know, from, uh, you know, the people in Hollywood. 
Oh yeah, so where was I? So yeah, here we go. So this is what I want to talk about here. So this is the mother. Her mother, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's mother and father, they were in a cult called the Children of God, the Cog. I don't know a whole lot about it, but apparently it's a, a, a weird freak show cult. Like, uh, you know, we see a lot of these people in Hollywood are, are a part of. And, um, yeah, it looks like they... Uh, so, researcher Bill Bain Brainbridge obtained data from TFI suggesting that from 74 to 87 members had sexual contact with 223,989 people while practicing flirty fishing. So, just your typical, you know, perverted stuff. Let's see. So, then it goes to the family, and they changed names, right? In March 1989, the family issued a statement that in early 85, an urgent memorandum had been sent to all members, reminding them that any such activities, adult-child sexual contact, are strictly forbidden within our group. Emphasis in original and such activities were grounds for immediate excommunication from the group. Uh, due to the fact that a zero-content policy regarding sexual interaction between uh, adults and underage minors were not in our literature published before 86. We came to the realization that during a transitional stage of our movement, there were cases when some minors were, were subject to sexually inappropriate advances. So basically, just the same thing that we see in Hollywood, right? Hollywood, child actors, uh, drug, drugs, drug-induced in, deaths, you know, people being hooked on drugs, coping with their sexual trauma from a kid. So this family was birthed from a pedophile sex cult. Isn't that interesting? So this is the leader of the group here. Um, apparently he, uh, uh, David's legacy lies in the missionary movement that he founded and his controversial views expressed in some of the nearly 3,000 letters that he authored over three, three, over three decades. So this is David Berg. He's uh, no longer with us, but uh, he's the starter, the, the creator of this cult. The, uh, and he went under, like, people would call him Moses. And then we have, and this is a tenuous thing here, but uh, then we have Summer Phoenix, right? We have Summer Phoenix, the sister of Joaquin Phoenix. She's married to Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck is Ben Affleck's brother, who was also Batman. And then we go back full circle, right? And we had um, the, the Bob Dylan movie, right? The Bob Dylan movie had Christian Bale, who was Batman, who played in that movie that was Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger was in uh, Batman playing Joker. And, and, and both of them played... And both of them played Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan sold his soul to the devil. Johnny Cash sold his soul to the devil. Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> also played Johnny Black, who was a single man that dressed all in black. Classic rocker that sold his soul to the devil. And uh, they both played him. And then it circles all the way back to both of these guys playing the Joker. Both of them were highly controversial in the media. And uh, they were berated by the media. They had terrible, uh, terrible reputations for just being total jerks to everyone around them, having meltdowns and treating everybody like trash. Heath Ledger died of a, an overdose. Joaquin Phoenix's brother died of an overdose that he witnessed, right? Then we had a, a shooting at the Aurora Theater in Colorado. 
that was inspired by the Batman movie. He was called the Batman Shooter, right? The Joker Shooter. And now we're seeing predictive programming, potentially, from the media, talking about mass shooters due to the fact that uh, we're having another Joker movie played by Joaquin Phoenix. So, obviously we're going down the rabbit hole here, you know, this conspiracy fun and everything, but how much truth is there to it, you know? I mean, we know that these people are all sick pedophiles with weird religious views. I've proven that just in this one instance, right? But we know that they all... You know, they all know, they, they all believe that they're selling their soul to the devil, and, and, you know, they have special magical powers, and, you know, they have their humiliation rituals, which I also showed. I mean, uh, some some connections are tenuous, but uh, what do you think's going to happen? What do you think's going to happen? Could be, uh, could be an opening and a full run of the movie with no events taking place. Could be a... Uh, could be some type of mass shooter, some type of uh, horrific event that either actually takes place or is hoaxed, right? They bring up a patsy, dressed up like the Joker, doing a repeat of Aurora. Or, which I'm thinking might be an option, is that uh, the Hollywood cartel could be uh, looking to take out Joaquin here. As they're doing more humiliation rituals and kind of coming after him and attacking him. Which, obviously, like I mentioned before, the media is completely staged. So, what do you think? Am I crazy? Am I crazy? Or is what I'm uh, is what I'm speculating on here, do you think that it has any veracity? Could this be the case? Well, I guess the movie comes out tomorrow at midnight, I think. And uh, I'm going to be seeing it on Friday. So, I'll do a follow-up to this video here and let you know what I thought about the movie. And, uh, you know, we'll have to cross our fingers and hope that nothing happens and it's peaceful and this was all just a bunch of uh, drummed-up nonsense just to instill fear on people. And uh, if you've ever seen that movie, I'm still here with Joaquin. I'd be interested to hear what your opinion is on it because it's wild. It is. It's wild. I was just, you know, as far as, you know, artistry and the way that he went about it from from, from the start to, you know, the, the whole media rounds that he's making to the actual production of the movie into i mean it was just it was incredible it was blair witch level of uh fooling right if anybody was around during the blair witch everybody thought that that was real right it was it was very well done right at the beginning of the mockumentary series so anyways guys appreciate you tuning in and watching hopefully you at least found it entertaining and interesting uh obviously don't have any evidence here but uh it is interesting and it's interesting to look up these weird patterns that we see in hollywood isn't it so, anyways, appreciate you guys watching. Appreciate the support. Subscribe if you don't hit that thumbs up button. Be sure to check me out on BitChute. It is a free speech alternative to YouTube. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Hope you have a wonderful evening, and I will talk to you very soon. Take care.